Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, and welcome to Your Utah. I'm Taylor Powers, that's Ethan Millard, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And today, even though Labor Day is over, summer is not over. That's right. And we experienced some things that you can do all the way through probably October or maybe even a little bit of November. Uh, that's true. This was, for me at least, and it sounds like for you as well, uh, a particularly successful Labor Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I went up to Vernal and went mountain biking and camping. And before we get into that, we're going to talk about Ethan's weekend down in St. George, yes. Snow Canyon, and the highlight... The lava tubes. Yes, it was a weekend of first experiences for me, Mm -hmm. and I totally loved it. So let me tell you, you may or may not be familiar with Snow Canyon. Snow Canyon is a state park. It's down outside of St. George. If you have not been, you need to go. St. George is just a couple of hours down I-15. So go down there and do it. And it is a beautiful Red Rock Canyon that you just roll right into. Uh, It's got a paved road that runs right through the center of it, so you don't have to worry about any kind of four-wheeling. But you really get out and just in that beautiful Red Rock and White area. Rock. And right, well, White Rock, White yeah. Rock. <laughs> but it's just a classic, classic Utah desert scene. It's a particularly beautiful stretch of desert. And one of the elements that they have there, they have what are called lava tubes. Now, lava tubes are underground caves that, back in the day, were a conduit for lava, molten lava, to flow up into Snow Canyon. And... Uh, you can see the lava all around one part of the of the park, lava fields all over the place. That's so cool. And then they've got these lava tubes. And so I guess in the formation, you know, you have the molten lava flowing up and forming that that tube through the cooler rocks. So it flows through. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as the pressure dies down, it kind of recedes, then plugs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, you can't follow them down to the center of the earth, <laughs> no. but you can follow these lava tubes down as much as 100 yards. That's so crazy. And it really was a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, the road is paved all the way to the trailhead and there is good parking at the trailhead. I, I bet there I didn't count them, but I, I bet there's more than a dozen parking spots at the trailhead. There are actually two trails right there. Uh, I took my three small children with me. They are 12, 10 and seven. And they did fine. It was 100 degrees out, Mm -hmm. but the trail's not long. It took us 10 to 15 minutes to get out to the first set of lava lava tubes. You can go a little farther to a second set. Well, and the lava tubes are cool. They're caves, so shaded. That was the payoff for me. You get down into those lava tubes, and you're underground. That's Man, I want to go. And so the temperature really falls. And so, and you know, you're all sweaty. 
And so you get yeah. down in there, and it's kind of like being going into an air-conditioned building. Yeah, yeah. It really was very, very neat. Uh, and it's uh, you're going to run into people. It's a popular mm-hmm. hike. But uh, we were down there by ourselves alone. We probably had a half an hour, 45 minutes, just our group down there. Yeah. And it was just fantastic. That's so cool. We had so much fun. The spot that we went to, there were a couple different ways in. And then there was a large cavern that, you know, you could frankly put a house in. And then there was a smaller tube that ran off the other direction. And that was fun to follow as well because it kind of zigzags around, you know. It's Hmm. really neat. So this is a state park. Does that mean that there was a fee area? Yes. You are – in fact, I've got the fees right here. The fee is $6 per vehicle up to eight people. That's the day use. Mm -hmm. Um, If uh, seniors get a discount, for example, if you roll in and they're on your bike, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people do, uh, they'll park outside the park and then ride the bike in. Uh, that's $4. Uh, and then uh, $4 per person? Per person, yep. And, uh, oh no, um, update people, $4 update oh, okay. people, pardon me. Cool. So you still get, it's still cheap. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you want to camp there, and, and again, this is not a wilderness area. So mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a fully manicured mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Uh, so they've got hookup and non-hookup sites. The non-hookup sites are $20 per night. The hookup sites, uh, so if you've got an RV, it's a great spot for RVing, $25 per night. And it's a compact park. So what I think is, from what I could tell, the best thing to do is if you went and you rolled up and you, you claimed a spot, got a little spot, mm-hmm. camping spot, and then ride bikes to the different trailheads. Yeah. Uh, there are hiking trails, cycling trails. There is some canyoneering and there is some climbing. And in the area also are a lot of guides. So you can uh, you can go horseback riding. You do guided climbing, guided hiking, guided horseback riding. If you've never done these things before and you want, you know, an experienced person to be with you uh, in the area, in the St. George area, a lot of guides that specialize in Snow Canyon hmm. State Park. Cool. And it's it is really really neat. It sounds like it, and it looks like it. Ethan showed me the pictures, and if you're not convinced just by listening to this, then Google some of the pictures of Snow yeah. Canyon State Park. It looks phenomenal. Yeah, it it really is. It's it's a classic classic Utah mm-hmm. scene. And uh, I mentioned the uh, the lava tubes. It mm-hmm. was a new experience for me, but that's just one of. You know, a billion different things you can do at that park. Yeah. So uh, there are some permits. So for some of the climbing routes, some of the some of the the canyoneering spots, some of the slot canyons. Right. There are permits required just because it's, you know, it's just outside of St. George. So yeah. it gets I, used. How far away is it from St. George? Uh, it's actually it's on the other side of Ivan's. So it is. Let me see. So if you so from Bluff Street. Mm hmm. It is about 15 miles, maybe. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, if you're in St. George, you want to do a day trip or, you know, staying in St. George for the weekend. Yeah. So, there you go. Lava tubes at Snow Canyon. Should we grab a break? Let's do it. And talk about uh, cycling in Vernal? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about Taylor's Weekend, opening up some new routes, in Vernal, Utah. If you've never thought about going to... You know, a lot of people go to Vernal for the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever gone to Vernal for the camping and the cycling? I've yeah. never been to Vernal before, so... You may <laughs> want to try it. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Your Utah. So we chatted a little, a little bit about Snow Canyon. That was great. Uh, Taylor's going to take us to her weekend. And, you know, maybe this is going to be a great option for you if you're looking for some fun stuff to do uh, in the coming months while it's still really warm, while you mm-hmm. can get out there and do these things. Uh, we still have a lot, a lot, a lot of distance uh, to go in the summer and the fall, the really warm weather here. So, Taylor, take us to Vernal. All right. Yeah, this was a very spontaneous trip. We wanted to go biking, and on Sunday, we decided, why don't we just go camping? We don't have work on Monday. So we decided to drive up to Vernal. We had heard from friends that they had good biking, and we just completely won it. And it was really? it was great. Yeah, we drove up there. Um, stopped at Strawberry Strawberry Reservoir to take a dip before finishing the drive. It was a hot weekend. It was a hot weekend. And uh, so we found where we wanted to go biking, which was all just in the National Forest area, kind of just uh, just west of Vernal. So we okay. didn't actually go all the way into Vernal. Right. And so it's all public land, so we could camp pretty much anywhere we wanted. And you know what? Public lands are the best for last-minute trips. Yes. You don't have to call ahead. Nope. You nope. just show up. And we were so lucky. We we wanted to camp next to the place where we were going to bike. Okay. So we we went to the place we were going to bike. And then we, from there, we kept going on the road until we found some different turnoffs, went mm-hmm. and looked at sites. We saw two cars the entire that first night, we You're saw kidding. one at the trailhead and then one other person camping. And then we decided to keep going, keep going. And then we saw some antelope. That was really cool. I, I don't know if you've awesome. ever seen antelope yeah. up close. They're really magnificent. Uh, well, you know, within within 50 yards. You know? Yeah. And so so then we found a kind of an, an off trail, you know, four by four. So we took that out and we just kept going. We probably drove, I don't know, 40 minutes maybe. And we, it was so worth it. We found a spot that overlooked the entire valley. We got cool. way up high on this bluff and, and pretty much a cliff. It was stunning. So we got there. We were able to have dinner, watch the sunset, and uh, and I'm, it got. We didn't even need our sleeping bags. Really, it stayed that warm. It stayed so warm. I, I think it, it dropped below. I think it dropped below 60 for maybe an hour at around 6 a.m. Yeah. But it through the night, it was probably in the low 70s, high 60s. Which is too warm for a sleeping bag. Way too warm. Yeah. It was great. Um, one thing to be warned of, through the night, I heard coyote howling, mm. a lot of it. And, so, yeah. and it might not be coyotes because in the morning we saw a wild dog. So it may just be a pack of wild dogs that, you know, they're just looking for scraps. Yeah. Well, well when it comes to camping, I guess it's half a dozen of one and yeah. six of the other, you know, <laughs> yeah, whether, it's, exactly. whether it's wild dogs or coyotes, you got to keep your garbage up. Exactly. Off the ground. Yeah. So, so you want to make sure that if you're camping out there, you know, you're, you're leaving no trace. You're taking care of your campsite and hanging your garbage up and making sure food is, is kept out of the area because you don't want those guys getting into your, into your site. No, no, no. no yeah. um, we even saw one in the morning when we woke up. We had binoculars, and he was, he was sitting out watching the sunrise out on one of these cliffs. I like to think he was watching the sunrise, but I think he was looking at us, yeah. <laughs> just staring at us, waiting for us to leave. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And then in the morning we got up with the sunrise and drove to the, uh, the trailhead or the parking spot for all the biking, which was McCoy Flats. McCoy Flats. Yeah. Okay. So Uh you were camped. 
So then just a couple of miles from LaCour, from is yeah, it La- yeah. LaCoy's Flats? McCoy. McCoy, McCoy Flats. And McCoy Flats, McCoy Flats was Great. They had a ton of different variety for for mountain biking. They had really beginner trails, intermediate, a mix between blue and black, and then some black ones as well. Are they are they marked, or do you kind of have to have? Uh... They are so well marked. You're kidding. So well marked. Yeah. For every any fork, they have a big rock that's carved carved into or painted and tells you which way to go. It was really really nice to have. That's great. So we did. We biked for probably. Four hours in the morning, and it was brutally hot. And so, by the time we were done, we went back to Strawberry <laughs> and, and get in the water, hung out in the water the rest of the day. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. That seems like it. Well, that's uh, that's awesome to have those trails so well marked. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd and, recommend uh, it. But yeah, all right. Well, good. Hey, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. public lands camp out, man. There's there's nothing better than yeah. that. Yeah. You just go pick your spot. Mm-hmm. Just just make sure you, that no one knows you were there. Yeah, leave no trace, and if you can, leave it better than when you showed up. Yeah, pick up any garbage, kick apart your fire ring, mm-hmm. bury the ashes, yep. and so the people driving by, they'll never know anyone camped there. Never know. That's the trick. That's the trick because you know, public lands are great, but if people abuse them, then they start getting closed off and sectioned yeah. away, and we, we lose access. So exactly. As long as everyone's staying cool, staying cool, then you know we'll be able to we'll be able to keep that mm-hmm. going. So. Yep. All right, a couple of good, a couple of really good options. Really good options for the end of summer and fall season because it's still hot in Utah, and both of these places were really, really hot this past weekend. Yeah. So plenty of time left to check them out. Get into mountain biking and, you know, hit up the, the lava tubes. I'm going to check that out for sure. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you get out there and enjoy your Utah.